Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosaloff. And, and this, this is, is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and, and the, the industry. industry. Well, what was the you? Whoa. You got all kinds of colorful and excited there and then added well, a little I, bit on. <laughs> the conversation we were having right before While we're setting this. this up, I started looking at something. We started, started talking. And I was like, wait, wait, wait hold, pause. No, no, no. We no, should no. be doing we this We had a whole the conversation, thing. and then you're like, oh, we should have saved this and done this in the podcast. And I was like, well, we can just do it. And you're like, oh, we'll, oh, we'll be organic. Quite as organic, but we'll still, we'll still mention it and then go further because, yeah. But before we do all that, hi. Hey, how are you? How are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm having a pretty good week, I think. Maybe. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good mayhaps, week. Mayhaps, yeah. Um What about you? How are you doing? You know... It's been a good week. I mean, there are still some weird okay. things going on. So things let's, are let's, happening. Let's do some compartments. Okay. How is your? How are you doing as an actor this week? Really, really good. Tell me about that. So, that audition that I did a few weeks ago that you said was like the best you'd seen me do in a long time. It was electric. Thank you. Uh, I had my first producer Zoom callback session, which is where the industry is going. Yeah. Is everything is happening on Zoom? Um, you can't be in the room. It's going to get strange when it gets to chemistry reads and yeah, all of that, well, not in the room. But I think figure out a way. they'll figure out a way, yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later to do that. Just get you in a hazmat suit. But <laughs> I was, right. But I was expecting, you know, my appointment time was, uh, it was Quarter 1.45. Five, yeah. um, and I was like, all right, I'm sure it'll just be 15 minutes. It went for 38 minutes yeah. and it went really well and it felt amazing. I did it a couple of times. The director worked on me with some things and the producer and writer, we were all talking and it the was producer, just... The producer, writer, not producer. The producer, writer. writer. It was one, producer, it was writer. One, one individual. One person. And then the director. And it was one of these things where this is where the industry is going. Now, one thing that I love about being in the room that you just don't have when it's a self-tape mm-hmm. is that energy. I know we've talked about yeah. it before. You feel the room, you vibe off of each other. There's that electricity. That's not there in self-tapes. And I was really curious going into this how it would feel in a Zoom producer's callback setting without being in the room. Mm-hmm. If that energy would be there or the butterflies or what how it would like? feel. It felt like you were FaceTiming with a friend, except I mean, you're on a, a blind date. That's a good thing. If it feels like you're FaceTiming with a friend, that's a good thing because that means the energy is warm. But you, well, well, yes, but the whole like you're in the comfort of your home and you're just hopping on a call to like say, hey, buddy, what's up? Because that's the only way you can communicate to people <laughs> outside of your own house right now. Okay, fair enough. And it just felt like you were FaceTiming friends. Yeah. But I didn't know who this director, writer, who they were going to be. And so it felt like a blind well, date. Well, it did turn out. It did turn out. You didn't it know. It did turn out there ended up being a connection, which was kind of freaking yeah. awesome from years ago, a project I did with Warner Brothers. And that was, so we got to kind of riff and he, he was very sweet and said, he's been following me throughout the years and was very yeah. excited to see me submitted on this. So that was, that was really cool. Um, Do good work and people will support you. Yeah. And hopefully eventually really one nice. day you'll get paid. And then, right. And then um, <laughs> after I had that great Zoom callback, I got an audition for a Hallmark Channel movie. So to be able to yeah. to do that, it just I I've been feeling more like an actor again in the last few weeks, more than I have in a really long time. Yeah. And I think part of it, as we were talking about, is I'm doing this class with Sam about the oh, you it's because you're in class. Would you leave me alone? <laughs> He's been trying to get me to go back to class for years and years and, and not, years. And not a scene study class specifically. Right, a no, class it's not. that works for you. But this really caught my eye because of how much is going on Zoom. And I haven't been feeling sharp. And auditioning is a very different 
uh, it's a skill. boat and skill it's a specific, than, than very acting. Specific very skill. different. And I just wanted to, and th- it is kind of blending into other things too, but it's primarily that. And so I feel like I'm doing something active for myself. But then this whole thing of being 3,000 away, miles away from where we want to be and at this weird crossroads of life mm. and doing things, the energy we're putting into everything, there's just an extra added... You were mentioning it before. Not that we got lazy in LA, but we got complacent and settled yeah. into routine. And there's nothing wrong with that, except for when you're trying to make your creative What's dreams happen. Interesting, I think about opportunities, and it's happening more here at the yeah. moment. What I think it's interesting about opportunities uh, as they print the, blah, 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 as they present <laughs> themselves here is we're taking them, we're doing them, and we are not. We're not putting anything on them. We're doing yeah. the work so that the opportunity is the experience, yeah. which is part of one of the problems with uh, a lot of um, actors that audition regularly and don't book is that they... No, I don't want to say they because it's such a big general, but I would say for myself that I got to a place with some auditions where I was just kind of like, oh, can I just book it? And the reality of it is, is that is such a lazy mindset because yeah. you're saying, no, 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 I deserve something. I'm entitled to something. Give it to me. Which As no a, one in exactly. this town, no one in this industry exactly. is. Exactly. And I think that that's a really hard thing to, and a hard pill to swallow as an actor. It's like, oh no, I haven't earned, uh, uh, I haven't earned offers yet. Right. So I need to go out and start earning those. And, earning. You, and you earn those offers by booking those rooms. Yep. And then you book, and then beyond that, once you book those rooms, you book roles. Yeah. Once you book roles, the work shows that you're deserving of offers on different roles right. at a certain point. Even Robert Downey Jr. had to screen test for it to be Tony Stark. So let's think about the fact that the opportunity to audition is a win. Is a huge and win. And the auditions that you've laid down in the last week, the audition you're going to have later this week for your other... Um, for that uh, Hallmark film, like that's that's huge. Those are wins. Thanks, and it feels like a win. And I feel like yeah. one with what we've been dealing with, it's nice to have wins. But yes. just on the artistic side, <laughs> very needed. Just to reframe the mind, because I mean, you heard me say this to my students for years, and you and I have been saying it to each other. But to actually take it and go, yeah, and it sounds so cliche because you hear so many other people say it, but every audition is an opportunity to act and do the work mm-hmm. and just feel it and do it right. And somewhere along the way. Not that we lost it, but we lost it. Yeah, no, I would definitely say, I would definitely say we, we just, lost it sight got, of it. It got, yeah, you know, it's it's easy to. I promised got, myself I'd never get jaded or get that, but the, you, things just happen, and you start to realize your mind is shifting a different way. And I think, and I, I almost don't want to admit it because so many people wanted me to do this long before I did. But reading the actors way, which I really want you and I to do, it, it, (laughs) it it circles back and it kind of went, right, this is why I love it. This is why I do it. Mm -hmm. I need to just do it. Like I said, I didn't agree with everything that was said or the way it was said or how it was done. But, um, I really do think you and I need to pick a start date and do this together. And we should talk about it week by week on here because it's 12 weeks and 12 week process. We should just do it together and talk about it like this. First week of September, which will be next week. Done. You're hearing it first. We're going to be doing <laughs> the artist way. Okay. <laughs> the husband and wife. Is it one actor week? Team. Is it week each? Each yes. sections a week. Okay. So cool. you're supposed to listen to it once all the way through, or read it once all the way through, okay. which I did. Well, I'll let you have done that for both of us. I was going to say you're welcome to real quick if you want, but you tend to not work that, that way, right? 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, process. So we'll just go <laughs> week at a time. So it's, sure. it's a week, and then there are kind of assignments or things you're supposed to do in that you week. You love homework. I do. I work better with tight schedules and homework. I've always been more productive the when things are fully scheduled. The irony of that is, is anytime I've tried to put homework to you, <laughs> you're like, don't give me homework. I don't answer to you. No, no, no. It's not that. It's when you check up on me and it feels like I have to do book reports for my husband and that I don't like. I'm not asking that you I book don't reports like. for me. It's like there's <laughs> specific things that we've had conversations about that you are gonna. You said you wanted to do on this deadline and I'm just going, hey, have you done it? And you're like, no. Yes, but that's not how it, that's not how you ask, <laughs> to be fair. Oh, no, not at all. I'm sure I'm much more, <laughs> much then, more And then I that. don't tell you when I've started a project because then I know every week you're going to go, so show me what you got. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And I'm like, ah. So then I don't tell you when I've started something, but then something doesn't get finished and then I get sad and then you're like, why are you sad? So it winds up being this a whole... Self's like self-perpetuating yes. problem of yes. not doing things. Correct. Because you're not giving because your homework to anyone, <laughs> so you don't have somebody <laughs> keeping you accountable. Yeah, but it's it's finding that line, and this is something that we've been dealing with from the beginning, when you are artists, but then you're also husband and wife, certain lines get crossed yeah, that aren't appropriate, or things go over in a way or are misunderstood or represented where it bleeds into the marriage, even if something is said isn't, about the marriage. I think we've gotten past that. I think we're way stronger now than when that happened. Yeah. So I'm, that's one reason why seasoned. I want to do the artist way together. I think this is something that's going to benefit us in both ways. So Interesting. We'll start that next week. Okay. How was your week as an actor? Because we, or as a uh, creative. Because we both. as a creative. We both had um, really I, good weeks. Yeah, I had a, an audition for a supporting role in a Lifetime film. Whoop, whoop. Um, and then I have, an, uh, I have an audition for two roles in the same Hallmark movie. In the same movie Hallmark movie. As you. How? That be? Though we don't share, we wouldn't share any scenes. We wouldn't. I, I, know. Read, your, I read your sides. We wouldn't share any no, scenes. No, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and if we were to book it, we would probably have different dates. Probably. Although for Lila, that's not a bad thing. No, it's a great so thing. So as these actually. came up, this, this film that I just had the Zoom audition for, if I book, fingers crossed, we'll see, shoots in Los Angeles. Yeah. The Hallmark movie shoots somewhere else. Part of the deal with my parents when we made this arrangement of doing this was, all right, well, as we book things, you're going to have to help us because we're away from our babysitters who have been helping us Mm -hmm. from the time she was born. So if we book something and we leave, you've got her for a few days to a week or however long that is. If we're both required to be gone. If we're both required to be gone at the same time. And I feel like this could be a really cool opportunity, one, to see how that works. Yeah, Two... Deep, deep, deep down, as you know, I always figured home base would be the Maryland, D.C. area. Yeah, this is not the way we wanted to this go about doing it. This is not the way we wanted to go about doing it. <laughs> but then, you know, have a home in Los Angeles and be bouncing back and yeah. forth. Um, and so it would kind of be an interesting trial run, except not it, if we no, do this, because be, we're still living with my parents and not in our own no, house at the be, moment. It would just be interesting to see how the logistics of But to see work. how the logistics of that work, because a lot of actors who don't want to raise their children in Hollywood, granted they're typically higher up in the uh, they've, they've, hierarchy of everything. They move up more rungs than we have. Yes, then they can have an estate in Montana, or they can live here with their family, or live there and then bounce back and forth to LA for work mm-hmm. and come in for things. So... It's, it's kind of like an opposite way of playing of house. The way we were playing house in LA versus the way we're playing house here. It'd be it'd be a little different. And well, it's all yeah. complicated because of COVID, yeah. like you just said. 
this film is supposed to shoot in October. That could be November. Mm-hmm. It could get pushed to February. Yeah. The play I was rehearsing before this happened. Who knows when it's going to happen? So everything's very up in the air. And then how do you get on a plane, fly to set, be safe to then shoot, to then come home and be safe around your child? Yeah. Well, so the, there are complicated the film aspects. That I auditioned for that's going to shoot out of Atlanta. I would more than likely drive to Atlanta. Yeah, no, if it's within driving, that makes sense. But yeah. Los Angeles, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, as long as you give yourself three to four days head time. There, there's got to be lead a, time. a lead time, lead, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's figuring out all those fun logistics. And then other things, like one of the, the film, I would have an intimate scene. Dun, 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 dun me too. Dun, I would dun, have an And you scene. would in the... An intimate scene. In the lifetime scene. An intimate scene. Or a lifetime movie. So like, how does... That work in the time of COVID, and you when no block one everything knows everything out about with masks and gloves on, and then once you've established everything and everybody's cool, as long as everyone is currently cleared. Well, to be that's what the thing set, is. It yeah. rapid test right then and there. Is it like? Well, it depends on what production can afford. That's probably. the thing. So it's all so up yeah. in the air. But soap operas are back in full swing. I need to email Mark. I meant to do that yesterday. General Hospital's back. I should. E- I should text Steve. And I'm really like. curious. How? I, I almost texted uh, message Greg last week because, you know, yeah. YNR is back. It's just, it's, how are they, do, I know they're not doing any background, they're not bringing in extra, it's all skeleton, I get that, but how are they making it safe where the commissary is where we all used to get our meals, and it's just mm-hmm. how... There's, the holding has to be completely everything's different. Everything's different, well, and yeah, I'm really yeah. curious as to how they're going back. You're only going to have um, your... your even your day players are going to have assigned uh, fitting rooms and they're only going to be allowed to be in their fitting rooms and that's it. It's, it's going to be much... If they're mm, even doing day players right now. I think they're really just doing it's going to be core hard. cast. It's going to be hard to tell some of those stories. But how do you cast. tell? I, I know. Like burn you shoot between people. 120 and 150 pages of dialogue a day with soaps because you shoot six episodes in five days. If, they're, if there's not outside of the core cast, how yeah. are they going to keep it going? So I'm very curious. I'll do some research and, and report my findings. Oh, you're going to do a book report? Week. I will do bum, 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 a book report. Oh, it'll be married to Hollywood first. <laughs> a book report on how Check. soap operas are going back on to work. On how soaps are going back to work, paving the way to make for other television. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, a lot of people are already back to shooting. Um, they are. Canada, Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A girl I know, she, she's, she's a Hallmark Channel star, but she's shooting right now in Canada, and she was yeah. sharing some behind-the-scenes things. And it is. Everyone's masked up, skeleton crew. Um, I'm just really curious about the accommodations when you're on location. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just it's it's going to be new world so different. It's just nice to and we're all in it together, which is good. It's the hope that people are just all going to be equally as responsible. And that's the, that's really the hope, is that... You know, you don't want anybody to have to sign a liability waiver, and you hope nobody needs a liability waiver. Right, right. So, Can I ask you a hard question? What's up? How does it make you feel knowing that we're here mm-hmm. and not there having taken the Van Nuys apartment when we said the industry's going to be shut down for at least a year and it's starting to open up and we're not there? Um, How does it make you feel? Because, I mean, this I is feel, just hitting me right I now. I feel two ways about it. Yeah. One... I feel like good. I'm glad it's opening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm happy for the people who are getting an opportunity to go back to work and getting an opportunity to audition and all those things. But two, I'm very grateful 
that we had this huge upheaval in our lives because I think it's going to make us better artists and I think it's going to make us... Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Pause. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, for sneeze. Um, hold for sneeze. Hold for sneeze. <laughs> I think it's going to make us... Um, I think once we have opportunities and we've booked things, because I know we will in this window, yeah, it's going to make us be much more grateful. And I think gratitude creates more than um, entitlement. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were so stagnant for so long. Well, that was a beautiful response. That was a beautiful, unexpected response. I don't know how I thought you were going to react to that, but that was truly beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm, I'm also mixed. Similar to what you said, um, I keep having these ups and downs of we did the right thing and then, oh my God, why did we leave? And I keep oh, waffling back and forth between that and with the industry starting to open up and me seeing friends who are auditioning and booking and working right now, mm-hmm. jealous isn't the right word because I don't get jealous. It's not that. Oh, but I'm, it's like a, I'm jealous. I, no, I know. I'm, I, we've had I'm this talk before too. You get jealous. I'm jealous. I Happy get, for them. I get sad. Oh, it's babe. not jealous. It's sad. Why do you get sad? Feeling... You know, it, when it's it's your passion and truly who you are with every fiber of your being to then have electively walked away for reasons outside of your control, it starts to creep in that thing of, I walked away too soon, I gave up, I'm failing, I'm this, I'm that. Then you reframe of look at Lila thriving and look at this artistic week you and I just had. So it does kind of do that thing of but, you don't have to be in L.A. But careful. This week is a high. No, 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 no. I know. And there can be highs and lows, but it's just... No, oh, no, no, no. There will be lows. Oh, major lows. I know. <laughs> that I know. can. No, 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 no. There will be. <laughs> I know. I know. But it just, it kind of proved... One of the things that we had, it was one of those epic four-hour long crying and then you turning into a pep talk thing about oh, three weeks before <laughs> the move. Um, was this the one we were standing on the stairs? Or no? No, that was a different one. You went into this whole thing of maybe you don't have to be in LA. Maybe it's just been this thing of Hollywood and society here is ingrained in us that we have to be in Los Angeles to be actors and we can do it anywhere. And I was just so anti-leaving still at that point. Mm. I'm still anti-leaving LA. No, I know. Yeah, no, I am too. I am too. (laughs) But to see the opportunity... And the week we had, even though next week and the next month could be nothing and then we'll be all like, oh gosh, what have we done again? Oh, it's me. Right. But just to have that taste of, right, no matter where we are and what we're doing, we are artists through and through to the core and we just have to stay true to ourselves. Now, that being said, to totally pivot. Pivot. (laughs) How's real estate going? In the state, <laughs> okay, that was that is a hard pivot. Well, you know, just like I'm what a, we're doing uh, to get by in order to get yeah, back to what I'm, we want to do. I'm I'm most of the way through the um, prep course, and then hopefully by the end of the month, which is only a few days away, four days away, um, I will. How is that possible? I will um, be able to sit for the test in the first half of September, and then hopefully be able to do all the qualifying courses to be up and really running by October. Uh, but I will technically, hopefully, be able to legally sell real estate in the state of Maryland mid-September. I'm so proud of you. You really buckled down and just did it. Well, I had the opportunity because your parents have generously helped us get help here at the house. That's you true. stepped up a lot with Lila and just embraced the fact that it's something that we need to do for the family. Yeah. Um, 
you know, whatever it is that you want to do in this next step, which I know you have signed up for the real estate course, have you? I did. Okay. Well, you know. Two nights ago. (laughs) 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 Um, I did indeed. We can get you started and we will, if I need to spend more time with Lila to help you get through that course, that's what it'll be. And that's fine. Thanks. The reality is, is um, very, very few people get the opportunity to do what they love throughout the entirety of their life. It's a blessing to have a career that is the thing that you love. Now, you can love your career, but you might not even love what you're doing. You just love who you're interacting with or what you're selling or whatever. But I think the really cool thing about real estate and the really cool thing about sales in general is you have an opportunity to work with new people every day and you have an opportunity to tell stories. And the most important thing to me about art, uh, about creating films and about being an actor is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, you can help people write chapters of their lives by helping them buy a home. Right. And yeah. buying a home is one of the most stressful, most expensive things anybody will ever do. And it's a really cool opportunity to help people and guide people through that. And uh, I, do I want to be doing that to pay my bills? Yeah, you know, I would prefer to be producing films and I would prefer to of be course. acting in them. Of course. But at the same time, uh, if you hit your niche well, you can produce films and take your time in real estate and you kind of can split your time. That's true. If you do it well. That's true. Yeah. I'm going to pivot again just to geek out. Hard pivot. It, well, no, this one's a, it's a parallel. Cool. Pivot. Okay. So Selling Sunset, um, we've talked about it before, <laughs> <laughs> is a fun reality show on Netflix that we thoroughly enjoy following the Oppenheim group and their insanely, stunningly beautiful office of real estate agents and their lives. Chrissy Teigen... Mm-hmm. called them out this last week going, are they really real estate agents? Because, I mean, they buy so much real estate and they've worked with the people for Million Dollar Listing, New York and LA, and all of their real estate agents they've worked with have never seen any of those girls at any listing or open brokerage If you follow or them on anything. Instagram, they post listings all the time. They do. So then there was this whole thing of, wait, wait, <laughs> are they, aren't they? And I approached... Jason, with this, because I heard about it a few days ago, and I told you, was that just yesterday? Two days ago, maybe. Or two days ago? And your response to it was so funny. Is, is, is this just a giant, long promo for the Oppenheim Group, and they somehow managed to get Netflix to pay them to advertise for them? How just... brilliant would that be <laughs> if that is how they went around doing it? Do you think they're real estate agents or not? I do. I think they are, too. Because it's illegal to say that you're a real estate agent and not. I don't know. It's not illegal. It's mm, it, 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 it's weird you to because it's a licensed job. Um, presenting yourself as a real estate agent, and yeah. being com- it's it's illegal to be compensated in any way for the sale of a home and not be a licensed agent. So, the Oppenheim Group would be taking on extraordinary, extraordinary legal exposure. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, because there are things like we know Chriselle is an actress. She was a soap opera yeah. star before, you know. And there's a thing of is she, is she really a real estate agent? Yeah, but Did they, they just bring her on because she's a? Oh, they definitely just brought they definitely like, just brought her on because of her relationship with Justin Hartley and Justin. Which well, I know now they're going through the divorce, but it just it, it, we had a real a real kick out of it. But I would like to think that they are. I think they are. But I really would like to believe Mary. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! That Mary actually 
sold her wedding venue she did. the day of her wedding. She I did. just think that's like such a hundred percent did badass. Now that was like, the day of her wedding party in the way of her official wedding ceremony, but not the day of her legal wedding. Which they did recently reveal that they had legally gotten married previously, which is which is great. Good for good for them. They just yeah. did the you know the party and the big one later with everybody. Yeah, it's all good. But I just it 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 tickled our fancy to say the least that we were like, wait a minute, what? And Jason went, oh, what a brilliant advertising! Well, yeah, it's a really amazing <laughs> long form advertisement. Uh, and yeah. it's, what's really amazing about it is that they would have been getting paid to to show right. those listings. Right. Think about like, I can't imagine what having that show has done for that group. Interestingly, and, par- and additionally parallel, um, I know somebody who works for an agent who was on the first season of Million Dollars in Los Angeles who actually left the show. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the on the pod before. No, he, I don't think he, so. Uh, the, that agent left the show, not my friend. But that agent left the show because it actually hurt his brand to be you advertised did. in such a yes, way. Yes, we talked about Because it cheapened him. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, you know, I, I don't want to say that Million Dollar Listing is cheap uh, or the people on it or anybody uh, associated with it are in any, by any stretch, uh, low brow, low rent, or however you'd phrase it. Right. But all I'm saying is that there's a certain tier of client that that level of exposure, regardless of the quality of property they're being shown, that level of exposure um, is not what they're desiring. It's not what they're desiring. Yeah, and it cheapens their interaction. The fact that there are people who are so wealthy that that cheapens it just boggles my mind. Just that level of wealth is hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? Uh, but it makes it makes sense though. Yeah. But I am curious if Davina ever sold that seventy five million dollar property. I don't think she will. Claimed a two point two five million. Well, I don't think it will ever sell at seventy five million. I'd be shocked. Oh, I just I'd but the thing shocked. is, is that developer to like. Well, what did the forty four million dollar house go for? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay, I mean that's a nice so payday that's too. Thirty five. What's three percent? Three percent of thirty nine. Yeah, they're thirty nine million. What would they? It's just over one point one million. 1, 1, right? I mean, that's but a nice he's the, payday. But he's the listing agent and oh, so he'd be he'd be double. He'd be double. Um, so he, more than likely, he just took. He Ooh. probably. Well, the thing is, something I've learned. Yes. There is n- yes. There yes. is no standard percentage. It's actually illegal for there to be a standard percentage. Wait, so it's a deal by deal. It's called negotiated. Price, it's price fixing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's called price fixing if you don't well, look at that. negotiate a deal by deal. No, there, no. Are, there are uh, quote-unquote industry standards, but they're not hard and fast. Wow. They vary state by state and region to region. Yeah. Um, and also it's like, well, typically on a condo sale on this price point, most agents are looking to take between 1.5 and 2.5% or 3% to 5%. Like it's not the kind of thing where it's hard and fast. Wow. Uh, in fact, it's legal for it to be hard and fast. Muy interesante. Yeah. <laughs> Things I've learned. Um, the more you know. That's the second time I've done that. Today? Yep. Wow. Blown, <laughs> just blown through the knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Truth. All right. Pivoting again, just because we have to talk about it real quick. How do you think the RNC is going? RNC? Uh, there are not words I'm allowed to use in this podcast. Yeah, to describe it. It's, uh, I know. Um, I know. Basically, but uh, since we touched upon the DNC, I feel like we have to mention it's the a, RNC. It's a, it's a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's um holy cow, it's hard to watch. It's it's and, hard to stomach, it really is. And as as somebody who kind of claims to be conservative, mm-hmm. our current president has made me feel less and less and more and more less and less conservative and more and more liberal, more and more left. Um I don't necessarily 
like the term of con- uh, conservative versus progressive or left versus right, but I'll have to say is that the things that the Republican Party are embracing in this election cycle and have been embracing under the tenure of Trump as the head of their party are uh, insulting to the progressive liberal ideals of our nation. They mm-hmm. seem to misunderstand and undercut all of the ideals laid out in the Constitution, a Bill of Rights, and the subsequent amendments to the Constitution. I don't understand why a party that is built upon um, following the law to the letter of the law and the interpretation being is very like um, authentic, mm-hmm. like being a constitutionalist, but like the Hatch Act says that the you that the the White House can't be used for political purposes or federal federal buildings can't be used for right. for political purposes. Yeah, yet where is it broadcasting from? Because technically dun, it's on the lawn. Dun, dun. Oh, come on. It's like a very interesting <laughs> technicality. Like, to the <laughs> um, but and and as long as they used uh, raised funds and not federal funds mm-hmm. for the renovation of the lawn. But none of the, oh, no, not none. One of the people in the entire audience the last night for Melania's speech was, or the other night, because when this comes out, it'll be the other night. Um, Truth. Only one person was wearing a mask. And I think I just think like I think that's was one of the more upsetting why, things. Why? Why no is this party masks. not being responsible? No one's wearing masks. It's totally fine if you want to govern a different way, but why aren't you being responsible? And there are so many more people present than the DNC. Yeah, because the being, DNC was all because they were being smart about it. Yeah, and responsible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I will and say, and I know everyone has oh. their rights to their own. Op- oh yes. No, no, no. I, um, the the roll call, uh, the state's roll call for the RNC versus the DNC. Mm-hmm. DNC wins by a, a gazillion. Uh, just because <laughs> it was delightful and awkward, and it didn't feel super jump cutted. It felt authentic. Yeah. Like each state, each territory had their awkward moment. Some were great. Some were terrible. <laughs> but the RNC was just, just like Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. And it just like flew through everyone. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And at the end, it was like, President Trump. Yeah, reelect. And I was like, oh. You're like, what but, was that? But you like didn't get to know any of these people. Right. The, the whole R- point of the roll call is to get DNC, to know. No, but even. Uh, they, they or made to get a, a feeling. They made this it. opportunity. They yeah. made this an opportunity to get to know each state. Yeah. And how the DNC is represented in each state. Correct. The RNC tries to cast it. Despite what the people look like, this, their skin tone, their their um, their gender, or their presenting gender, and their religion, and how they're dressed, the RNC tries to make people feel much more um, homogenous. Mm. And it's like I feel like the Democratic Party is like, yes, we're all different, and that's good. Like, the diversity within the Democratic Party feels like much more of an embracing of that diversity, and that's probably why the Democratic Party has such a problem actually having a cohesive statement about things is because everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's a fair opinion. In the RNC, you just get in line. Right. The GOP is like, nope, if you don't believe what (laughs) we're doing, if if you're not saying these talking points, you're out. Yeah. And um, I will say it's interesting... The opening night of the DNC got a 19.1 on the Nielsen, or got a um, 19, yeah, 19.1 on the Nielsen, and the opening night of the RNC got a 17. So mm. DNC did better, 
than the RNC in opening night, but they're both down 26% or 25% from 2016. Wow. So I'm really curious, I mean, not to go super political or anything, but I'm really curious after this election and how it all pans out, where America as a democracy and our actual government is going. Because I know we've said it before, but the two-party system is totally broken and just kind of where things are going, what we are going to turn into and how it's going to evolve once we get things back on track in Washington. (laughs) But just kind of where, how it's going to develop. Is a third party going to come in? Is the entire thing going to completely crumble and fall apart and rebuild in another way? Not in our lifetimes, but the, the Democratic and Republican parties basically switched positions during the 60s. Mm. Um, there was no Republican Party prior to Lincoln, so these things they 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 I evolve mean, I know and there's change over time. Flow. I know there's evo- there's things evolve and change, but with everything going on, and not to bring the mood totally down, but Wisconsin, just everything has happened. Poor Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's Poor just, Jacob Blake and his family. And it's just the, these keep happening, and people are turning a blind eye and purposely being like. Oh, this isn't blah blah blah. And look what happened to this father walking to the car with his children, well, and then the. That's not. I mean, I know there's a lot more to it. I know, I know, I know. The notion that any person, whether guilty or innocent or of anywhere in between those two things, could be shot by a police officer when presenting no direct threat to that police officer, Yep. but then shot beyond that, Yep. shot in the back by yep. multiple officers seven times while being within arm's reach of one of them yep. is so unconscionably disgusting, mm-hmm. anti-American, and... Just inhumane. And, and then for the... That, uh, that teenage... The 17-year-old. The teenage shooter who was, he was arrested for murder today. Um, Good. But didn't the headline say wannabe cop well, or aspiring cop? It didn't say anything about... Yeah. He, I mean, they just... The way he, it's spun based on the color of your skin and where you are in this nation, it's just the fact that this has not changed and is coming to light on a grander scale, as it should. I'm just very curious as to when change will finally take place and what this will look like for the the two-party system and how things are... I I just feel like we're on the brink of a complete collapse and reshape, but I don't know how and when. The change won't happen overnight. No, no, of course it Uh, won't. It's going to be a long, hard, painful journey. I'm just very curious as to how it's going to... Look on the other side? Yeah. Well, hopefully it's within our lifetime. Um, Yeah. But... I, the reality is, is that it's it takes a lot of voices, and it takes a lot of voices of the people in privilege and the people in power. Um, yeah. So it's gonna like it's kind of like um, women's rights isn't a women's issue; it's a men's issue because women already know women are important. Men have yes, to recognize women are important, and so men have to elevate women to their level. Women aren't trying to lower men; men need to elevate women. Yeah. So it's not that. Black Lives Matter means anybody's life matters less. It means that we, as a nation, whether you're any color, any stripe, believe in any God, love whoever, you have to lift people up. Yes. Then, you know, whether you're trans, gay, any any type of questioning, queer, plus all the different letters, all of the different yeah. colored skin tones in this nation, we yeah. are all one people. Yes. And... Until Black Lives Matter, all lives matter is BS. Uh, right. right. So let's be real. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's hard to be a cop in of our country. Of course it is. And Blue Lives Matter is functionally a very weird and and hard topic. But yes, absolutely, I support the notion of police. 
Absolutely, I support the notion of peacekeeping officers, but I also think they need to be tasked with specific things and not being expected to reply to every single type of domestic disturbance from something that's endangering the public to, I don't know, like somebody having a mental breakdown. And the problem is in our country is we just silo things off and make things people's responsibilities. Oh, that's the mayor's job to fix. Oh, that's Washington's job to fix. Oh, that's the cop's job to fix. I'm just going to take care of my own things. Right. It's such a selfish, myopic space that we live in. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, as somebody who used to be libertarian, I feel like that's a very dangerous way to be. And if I take care of myself so you don't have to, that's great. But if it turns out that you can't take care of yourself and I'm fine, I should take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not just as my wife, but as as my neighbor, as somebody in my high school, as somebody in my greater community, as somebody yeah. in my synagogue, as somebody in my state, as somebody in my country. I should look across the yard. I should look across and see another human being, not for their skin tone, not for who they pray to, who they love. But that's the problem in our country is the identity politics on one side say one thing and on the other side they say something completely different right we're trying like on on the left side of things it's people are trying to elevate people and say like look at the suffering they've had due to whatever their insert identity politics title is here and then on the other side of it they're saying why are you making yourself a victim yeah it's like no they (laughs) are a victim because of the system yeah let's fix the system and yes some people do want to burn it down but guess what not everyone does. No, no. Not everyone does. And there are worthy people who are Republican and who are Democrat who can lead our nation. Yes. However, I would say that being a supporter of the current president at this point in time makes me feel like you're tacitly okay with homophobia, racism, misogyny, um, you're transphobic. Like you're okay with these Blake things. Murder. <laughs> like to a degree because of all of that. Let's be honest. Every president has a lot of blood on their hands. No, so I know. I, that, no, I know. That's okay. <laughs> like that's I'm not, not going to, re- I'm not going to retract, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just qualify that a little bit. He's not a, he, he's not a good guy. No. And at the very least, I want to be able to think while the president's in office, I want to be able to believe they're a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, not a good guy. But when he was in office, I could believe he was a good guy. Yeah. George W. Bush, not a really, kind of like a nothing guy. <laughs> like if it weren't for his dad and all of his dad's friends yeah. and being super rich, he wouldn't have been governor of Texas and he wouldn't have been able to be elevated to the presidency. Mm-hmm. Trey's a nice guy. He seems decent. His paintings are okay. And when he was in office, you could believe. He was like, I mean, I don't agree with his policies, and he is okay with some things, but he could be a decent guy. But the thing is, this current president makes no no bones about presenting himself as decent. And when your choices are between decency and whatever the heck is currently occupying 1600 Pennsylvania (laughs) Avenue, I think we should choose decency. Choose decency. Should that be a bumper sticker? Just choose choose decency. But that's how sad and that's how low the bar is in our country. I know. That's I know. how low the discourse is on policy that we're yeah. like, well, you know, Joe Biden's decent. Hello? Like, <laughs> that's that's what we're requiring? Yeah. Like, the man's going to be howled when he takes office if he wins the Although presidency? Although his speech, he did do, he did 
he did a he did fantastic job and of, and it's like look like Kamala Harris is such a complicated person but her speech made me cry oh her speech was fantastic she's a complicated candidate she, for any of course office, she is but but, but I support her completely I no mean, one's it, a saint no no I do love how passionate you are. About, I mean, about a lot of things, but with <laughs> politics especially, you just, you get so, you guys couldn't see this. As he was going through all that, the arms were up. He was animated. He was <laughs> just, he was, his entire body was like into what he was saying. And it was, it was a joy I to watch. I think people can hear that. I, no, I th- um, you, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> but I just had to say what I was saying because it was, well, once I we wish start I had been filming shoot, it. Once we start shooting Which these, will be an aspect we're adding soon. Hey. Some point, hopefully coming fall quarter 2020. Yeah. Which at this phone. point feels like it's it might as also spring. Because tomorrow, when you guys hear this today, it will be August 27th, which is a national holiday because it family. is Pop-Pop's birthday, <laughs> the August 27th Corporation. Um, it's his 93rd birthday tomorrow. We're going to celebrate. Yeah. And uh, Rob, it's your birthday too tomorrow. So happy birthday. Um, and anyone else who we know on the 27th, happy birthday to you. But I always just remember that Rob is August 27th. Yeah, he's in the August 27th He's corp- part of the corporation. corporation yeah. Um, he and one share. thing that we're doing is uh, the immediate family for us for what we're doing. We got chairman of the board. Didn't my parents get polo, polo shirts too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not just the immediate family. Well, I, you are, and I include your parents with that because, well, I mean, they're the outlaws. Well, but, we're, I mean, but, like, that's really them. cool that it's not just, it's not just, like, <laughs> his blood relations and yeah. their spouses, but, like, his blood relations and then their in-laws. And the in-laws. So we're all going to zoom in tomorrow and we're all going to be wearing the chairman of the board the chairman of the board is a cartoon of Pop-Pop sitting in a chair. And it's just, it's it's been hit the symbol for a very long time. It's been the the logo. And uh, thanks to of my sister-in-law, of Megan, and my, my brother Ivan, the, the two of them together were able to get us all these shirts. And we're going to hop on and Zoom Pop-Up and surprise him tomorrow with all of, well, today, today when this airs. Yes. Um, surprise him with August 27th. So yeah. happy August 27th. Real quick before we go, because I know this got... Uh, longer than we intended, except it just, it's, it's fun. And sometimes you and I just get going and it's nice to talk. And we really had some really cool topics to talk about, but I do want to briefly touch upon the conversation we were having before we started. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, and my x-ray and the, the CT scan, the CT scan in my lungs completely clear. Didn't even see the nodule. So I'm, I'm good. Well, I'm good. That, yeah. Well, I, a lot of people were, were reaching out this week going, have you heard? Have you heard? So <laughs> I'm fine. And thank you all for... Thanks for, for listening, guys. For listening and for being concerned and reaching out and asking. So, Brad Pitt... Has a new girlfriend. Well, I don't know if he's a girlfriend or if they're just dating. He was seen I mean, out He was seen town. out and about Ooh. in France. <laughs> with Ooh-la-la. German model, Nicole... I'm going to... Butcher it. Butcher it. Butcher it. Uh, Potterowski. Let me see it. And You're over there. <laughs> I don't think I'm too off. Potterowski, yeah. No, okay, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's I'm a, looking at this picture. It's a Polish last name for a German model. And the reason I even said something to him when he was setting this up was she really looks like a mix of his women. He goes, what are you talking about? And I show him the picture. I see a little Angelina. Okay. I see a little Jen. Uh-huh. But I also see a little bit of uh, Juliet, a little bit of Gwen. Just some of, some of his past women are all kind of mished in with this this girl and then all and then Jason went. How old is how she? How old is she? And then this is nothing against either of them having a relationship. No, because no. let's be honest, you're going to be consen- attracted to if, who you're attracted you're to. You're going to be with who you're going to want to be with. As long as it's consensual, consenting adults can do whatever consenting adults want. Absolutely, but Pitt is now 56, which is wild to think that Brad, Brad Pitt 56. is 56, but he is. And I'm looking at this picture, 
And I went, all right, I want to say 24, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say 28. She's 27. He's more than twice her age. And then Jason started with. It's like, well, okay. What, what's the first movie she, of his that she could have seen in theaters? And I was like, oh gosh, what would that be? And the thing about that that weirds me out is like men in Hollywood get to be shown as opposite. We've talked about this topic so many times. Because he was 29 when she was born. So he, he had already done a lot of a lot the of things that made the him Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt movies. Like the actual. What, Troy? Is Troy the first like serious Troy, movie? Was Troy 04? Yeah, Troy's in the she last... She could have seen O'Four then. Uh, she could have seen Troy. That's true. But, yeah. I mean, Legends. Interview of the Vampire. Just like these like so classic... we got married... Pit. We got married right before you turned 29, right? Yes. Okay, so... I was 28 years old. Imagine you dating somebody in 23 years who was born when the we got year married. we got married. <laughs> what... The actual F. Like, good for you. Now, this goes both ways. Now, to be fair, I think one reason we're kind of talking about it is because with the guys, it's just expected that they go after the girls this young or this just happens. But whenever it's flipped, people are like, oh, a woman's going for a younger man. And I think it's awesome when a woman does that, too. Everyone can date who they want to date. Yeah, but it's just... But Jason just hit on such a point of... What is it about our industry specifically? Now, it, it happens elsewhere it's too. Every billionaires industry. and this, that, and the other who then, you know, I mean, it happens everywhere. But in Hollywood, there's just a spotlight on it. Why do they go so young? Or why, what, what is the, the supermodel and the actor correlation that happens a well, lot? Okay, it's so, just, what, what is this? So men can stay relevant through their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. But women. Your relevance Unless you're a Helen Mirren or Meryl Streep. Yes. I, I, I do want to be Helen Mirren when I grow up. But your relevance... <laughs> I love her. ...kind of ends... At my age. <laughs> 35. <laughs> when you hit my age. <laughs> I mean, you're over the hill by Hollywood standards. <sighs> I know. It's well, just, and it's, that's the other thing is, at 35, mm-hmm. you're going to be asked to play moms. Moms. And then in the next two to three years, you could have it. You could be playing somebody with a teenage kid. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I will be playing a person in my 30s right. for the next 15, 15 to 20 years. years. Yep. It is such a bizarre, skewed thing that one thing we want to do with our production company that we eventually do is kind of break that stigma and really kind of break things down. But it is a hard barrier to jump over because yeah. it's so ingrained it's such a in Hollywood. Yeah. It really is. Um, but yeah, no, this girl that Brad Pitt is... Dating, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call a girlfriend. I don't know yet. I mean, it's it's too soon to tell. But uh, she's beautiful, and I wish them nothing but the best. But it is yeah. wild to see. Brad, thanks for listening. Yeah, hi. Uh, it's wild <laughs> to see. Um, <laughs> wild to see uh, people have types. They really do, and you can really see his, his his past type. women in this in this girl. One last Brad Pitt thing and then I'll move on. I've always had this daydream fantasy of I'm going into audition for going? a movie. No, not fantasy like that. It's an industry oh, fantasy. Oh, that's a shame. Um, where I am auditioning for something and I'm waiting to go in. It's like a producer session and I'm nervous. And what do I do when I'm nervous? I have to go play piano. And I go wandering down this hallway and I find a room with the grand piano and I go and I sit in it. And one of my favorite songs I love to play because I learned it as a Father's Day gift many years ago Is was the, song the, from Legends? the, yes, the, the theme song of Legends of the Fall. 
And unbeknownst to me, Pitt is in the building and he hears the song being played and he comes in and he hears me playing, but I don't know he's there. And he was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And then we talk about it and I don't realize that he is a producer of the film I'm auditioning for and I get the part and it's awesome. Well, that would mean you didn't do any research on the film you're auditioning for. <laughs> no, no, he's like a silent partner producer. Like I did the research, oh, I did the research, mm-hmm, but he's like mm-hmm. there to check it out for like the the chemistry reads or the producer uh-huh. sessions or whatever. And 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 we have this Legends of the Fall musical, you know, connection, connection. It was, was very it? Um, um, an amazing real life meet cute, and and I get the part and it's awesome. It was a good death. It was a good death. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. I love you so much. I love you too, baby. <laughs> and we're going to attempt to get some work done because I have been told I have to get more sleep. Yes. So that means actual stop medical rambling. professionals. So I will go do that. And I love you. I love you too. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. It was a great too. week. Proud of you. Proud of you. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you said, baby. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this has, has been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye bye. And remember, Black Lives Matter, <laughs> register to vote, yes. wear a mask, yes. stay healthy. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. We love you you very much. Bye. Bye.